Welcome to the James Exchange, Friday Forward, August 13th, 1921. I am your host, Nancy Gill. We have some musical events this weekend, or actually starting tonight, August the 13th at Collinswood. Collinswood is a community center in Fluvanna, 76 Hardware Road. Ronnie Johnson, a Scottsville favorite, will be playing there starting again at 6 o'clock. We haven't heard his music in a while, so I know tonight Collinswood is going to be rocking. Tomorrow, August the 14th, at 11 o'clock at the Farmer's Market, the Rivano Winds, which is the newest ensemble group of the Charlottesville Municipal Band, They will be specializing in German music and Dixieland. On Sunday, August the 15th at 2 o'clock at Thistlegate Vineyards, Shaboom is featured. And what Thistlegate tells us is bring your snacks or a full picnic paired with their selection of award-winning wines and enjoy the entertaining musical experience of Shaboom featuring music from the 60s through today. Again, music starts at 2 o'clock. And on Tuesday, August the 17th, at 7 o'clock, at Canal Basin Square on Main Street here in Scottsville, the Charlottesville Band will be playing. Their concerts are free and open to the public. They do ask that you bring your blankets or lawn chairs and sit socially distanced. Again, Tuesday, August the 17th, 7 o'clock at Canal Basin Square. Now, for this week's episode, I spoke with Maggie Snotty, but before we get to her, I have to tell you a story. This actually could turn into a separate podcast in the future, Why I Love Scottsville. So I will tell you why I love Scottsville. In our Fairville, there are many people I have met through my years, somewhat limited years compared to some in this area, But on Wednesdays, there is a special gathering at the Bateau of local ladies. Our group has grown, but about a month ago, there was a celebration for Adelaide's birthday. I was late coming to the table. Anne, Jackie, Susan, and Adelaide were there and had finished their dinner. It was a birthday celebration without a cake. So all three desserts on the menu were ordered. Then what is a birthday celebration without song? I went over to a table and told them it was Adelaide's birthday, and we would love for them to sing along with us. They did. The song goes like this. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hola. Their reward was the portions of the desserts we did not finish. It was a grand night, but what made it special was John told us why he was in Scottsville. He and his mother were traveling, and they were Walton television show fans. They came to Schuyler to visit the house, the museum, and then to the bateau for dinner. They hailed from the Midwest. I don't remember the state, but this was a very special trip for them to share together. We talked, everyone talked with John, and he actually went around and got everybody's contact information, and he wanted to know where we were from and a special place that he could visit. 
Well, we went home feeling pretty good about celebrating a friend's birthday with complete strangers. Now, fast forward to this past Wednesday. Shauna brings the bateau phone to our table. It was John. He knew we would be at the bateau, and he wanted to make sure everything was all right. It was fantastic, and the newcomers to the group just stared at us as we tried to explain who John was. This is why I love Scottsville. Now on for the show. I spoke with Maggie Snotty. Some will know her as the sign lady. I have known Maggie for over 20 years. She has been involved with much around town, and I simply thought it was time I spoke to someone from across the river. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as we did. So I'm sitting here with Maggie Snotty, and I don't know if you know her or not out there in pod land, but I've known Maggie for quite a few years, and she has actually done quite a few things in our area for I know for I know more than 20 years because I've lived here for 20 some years and she was here way before me. So welcome Maggie. Thank you Nancy. I'm so glad to be here. Well I'm just glad you're here. Um, so tell me because I just assumed that you grew up in Buckingham. No I am a transplant. I actually was born in Upstate New York, Schenectady. My dad got transferred to Waynesboro in 1955 when they built the GE plant there. So I grew up in the valley. And I actually worked for Uniroyal in the mid-70s. So I moved to Scottsville. And I rented from Charlie Kidd of Kidd's Store fame and lived out in a big farmhouse on the Antioch Road. He was such a great guy. Uh, So I worked for Uniroyal for a couple years. Uh, Then I got a job in Charlottesville, so I moved to Charlottesville. Uh, Lived there about 10 years, and how I ended up in Buckingham was because my husband was from Buckingham. So we ended up, he grew up on a farm, family farm, so... We built a house and moved back to Buckingham. So I've always had ties to Scottsville. Even when you were in Schenectady? Well, uh, no, not that far back. <laughs> Scottsville is a great town. So you said your father worked at GE. He did. And I know that you worked for a company, you did a lot of data stuff. Well, I, I worked for GE too. I used to say... Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd ever work for GE, because I'm not an engineer. But my dad worked for GE. My grandfather worked for GE in Schenectady before it even was GE. And then I used to say, and my grandfather knew Thomas Edison. Now, that part's not true, but they were (laughs) of the same generation. And lo and behold, I ended up getting a job at GE, and I worked there for 32 years. I loved it. So just for those of you who may hear some thunder, it is thunder. So Maggie and I are going to continue. Um, we're completely, the lights may go out, but, but the pod machine won't. So Maggie, you met your husband when? I met him probably like in 79 or so, 78, 79. We got married in 81. 
He was a firefighter uh, for the city of Charlottesville, and I work for this girl, I, I work, a girl I work with at GE. Her husband was a firefighter. They were always fixing him up with blind date. This was the one that stuck with me. So, so it was a blind date. It was a blind date. Wow. And, and you guys are still happy in Buckingham. Forty-some years later, yes. Wow. Great. Well, I also know that you have done a lot of things in Scottsville. Mm-hmm. For, so I met you when you were involved with the Horseshoe Bend Players. Right. And so, that, that was so much fun. God, we had such a great group of people. Uh, and... It was so much fun working on those plays, and somehow we got connected with Peter Coy, who was a phenomenal director, had done plays at UVA. I think one of the best plays that we ever did was The Dining Room. It was fabulous, and he directed a couple plays with us. I'm just glad you did not say Man in the Moon Marigolds. (laughs) So, and I can give you because, you know, I, I went to that. Mary was, of course, still around, and she was sitting next to Jess Groves. And he was just sitting there watching this, and he didn't look happy. So at the end of the play, Mary turns to him and says, So, Jess, what did you think? And she looked, he looked at her and said, I don't think it's entertaining watching a woman go crazy. <laughs> you also, um, you're talking... Peter Coy, you were involved prior to him coming on board, yeah. right? Uh, we, uh, yes, yes. Uh, God, I lose track of time, but uh, Doug Sides was in some of right. our plays. Oh, now I'm having a senior moment. I can't remember all the people. Well, well let me ask you, what was it like working with Bobby Spencer? Oh, I, I was going to say Bobby Spencer. That was an experience. I do remember Bobby Spencer well. Yeah, and we did the homecoming. <laughs> but the homecoming was a huge production, oh, wasn't it? Well, uh, I actually think Bobby led the effort on that. I think Bobby directed that one. But of course, it, it's I, I used to watch The Waltons when I was in high school. I absolutely loved it. It's just such a great story, you know, and it happened right here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I oh, did he do it again? I know he did it uh, prior to me even being involved with the uh, Horseshoe Bend players. I might have just seen a video of it. But um, anyway, so another thing that you were instrumental in with um, Brennan, Andrew Brennan. He was representing, I believe, the Arts Council, and you were representing the Horseshoe Bend Players, and there were two years in a row that you did these most wonderful Christmas programs. Oh, my God. I do remember that. And you know that it was so wonderful. And I, I, what we did was we did dramatic readings and music. Oh, and, I know about that music. Oh, that's right. You were part of that. And, I mean, it was packed, and the audience just loved it. And the music tied in with the story. I re- I'll never forget uh, the Ken Burns Civil War thing was big back then. It was the original running of that. And uh, we read a letter from Robert E. Lee to his daughter, 
on Christmas Eve during the war. And the music that accompanied that was uh, the music... Ashokan Farewell? Yes, I was trying to... Yes, that's what it was. And it was beautiful. Yeah, I have uh, fond memories of that because the first year you did it, I had just started taking lessons with Mary. I mean, I mean, I don't think it was the first year because I would have been really nervous, but I know it was before I moved to Scottsville because I came up on a Friday night and she said, get your cello out, we have to practice. And I'm like, we have to practice? She goes, we're in a show tomorrow night and they're counting on us and, and I can't do it by myself. So don't worry, I'll, we have three songs. I'll do the bridges between each song. And I'm like... Okay. And, <laughs> you know, I remember the finale of that uh, Christmas show was we did a reading about the truce in yes. World War One, And we sang Silent Night a cappella. And uh, I believe we had somebody that knew German sang the first verse. Maybe in- Charlie Pry? Char- uh, Fry? Charles Fry, maybe? I, it might have been. That sounds familiar. And you could have heard a pin drop in that that. theater. And then for the other two verses, the audience sang along with us, and everybody just filed out in silence, and it was so moving. Well, it was also so appropriate because um, Victory Hall was built to commemorate the armistice of World War One, that's that's right. why it's called that's Victory right. Hall. At first, you know, I don't know if people remember this, but the and I don't remember it, but I've seen pictures where the arch was actually open, so you stepped up into the theater, mm. and I'm like, oh, this is great. The architect gave us a triumphal arch, and then the town took it away. <laughs> well, and you know, just since you're talking about that, I remember that. Uh, we wanted to do plays in the theater because we were doing them in the old Scottsville school. For the longest time, I think the volunteer fire department was in there, but they built their building, and the space was available. And no, I then re- the rescue squad went in. That, that's right, the rescue squad. And then at some point, they had their building. And I remember us, or someone, uh, on behalf of the Horseshoe Bend players, approaching the town, and they were so gracious, they said, sure, they let, they let us use the space and but, never charged us any money or anything. Well, the first show that you did there, Ken Moore was in it, Janine was in it. Um, uh, okay, was that some, the one uh, about um, the king? Yes. What was the name of that one? Uh, um, we'll come up with it we'll, when we'll we're not talking back. anymore. It'll come to me. <laughs> But that was the first time Diani Simonini directed she it. She directed a couple plays. Yes. That's right. Um, gosh, I I just think in the movie version of it, was Catherine Hepburn I think it? she was. Was it Peter O'Toole? I could be wrong on that. I think you're right. Oh. Okay. Gosh. This is going to be the bonus question. So let us know. If you remember <laughs> the play, the very first play that the Horseshoe Bend players did in Victory Hall Theater. Um, so, well, we can move on because you, I, I think things kind of stopped after those Christmas programs. The Horseshoe Bend players went a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah, I know. 
I think I was in the group for over 10 years, and then just different things happened, and I got busy at work, and I kind of dropped out, and, you know, other people moved away, and yeah, it just, It happens. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, but Bobby still had hopes, and, mm-hmm. you know, just really wanted to keep it going, but he didn't have his players, and, um, you know, life life goes on. So... You retired from GE? I did. Oh, I never thought, I thought they'd have to carry me out. I loved my job. I love working there. But when I turned 60, I could retire on my own, and I retired to take care of my little grandson. That's why I retired. Okay, so I think you're still taking care of your little grandson. I am. He's not so little anymore. Is he 20? not, God, time goes by fast, but please, not that fast. He's 10. He's a rising fifth grader. And this past year, in the time of COVID, it's been so hard on everybody. The teachers, the parents, the kids, the administration staff, the, the, the cafeteria help, everybody. But um, I pitched in and helped homeschool them because, you know, they were not in school for almost a whole year. And um, it was challenging, (laughs) but we got through it. We got through it. And uh, history, I love history and politics. And so I would concentrate on the history. Uh, My son, he helped out. He taught him for a day, you know, a certain day of the week. He concentrated on math and whatever. And then my daughter-in-law helped, you know, and, uh, but anyway, history was his favorite. And so here's a proud grandma story. So at the end of the year, when they give out the awards, of course, all the kids get awards and he got the history award for his class. But the best part of it is all the teacher said was, and the history award, and all the kids in his class stood up, turned around, and pointed to Colin. <laughs> I mean, my head exploded. <laughs> so he's a budding historian. I hope so, yes. <laughs> he doesn't have to work at GE. No, he, listen, <laughs> yeah, he can do anything he wants. Listen, that kid... Uh, we have a, a four-wheeler and a trailer at home, and I cannot back it up. I can't put it in reverse. And I got to work on that because he was helping my husband, his grandfather, the other day, and he's driving the thing, and he's putting it in reverse. I said, Colin, you got to teach me how to do that. <laughs> well, as we move on, um, let's see. If I remember correctly, I may have been the mayor at one point when I got a phone call from you. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you wanted to do your sign. I did. That, um, and, and you wanted it in Scottsville. Right. And so Matt Lawless and I sat down, and we kind of looked at the sign ordinance, and you could have a temporary sign in Scottsville for right. 30 days. Right. So we decided all you had to do was move it every 30 days. Right. And you did that for a long time. I did. And I'll tell you what, let me just say that you, Matt, the whole town, everybody is is just terrific 
with the sign have been so gracious. Uh, but clearly, I can't move the sign by myself. It's like a four by eight foot sign. So I had to either get my son or my husband to help me, and they're both busy, you know. So I was trying to look around and see if I could find some place that was close enough to Scottsville because the sign was in Scottsville and had a pretty big following. And uh, so I approached uh, somebody that had land right as you head out of town across the bridge. It's on the left as you head out towards going towards Buckingham, right in front of the Welcome to Scottsville sign. And that man was gracious enough to let me put it there, and I don't have to move it anymore, is which this is a big help. Is this Monty? Yes. Yeah, yes. Monty. Yes. Oh, he's great. He was so gracious. And the town's been super gracious as well. So tell us, why the sign? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I have always loved great quotes. Um, especially the message and the power of like one sentence and, and everything it conveys. And several years ago, I stumbled across this, the Indian Hills Community Sign. And this guy, as far as I know, he writes all his own material. And it's all these wonderful, funny puns. And he's got a sign outside the, the store. And you can Google it and see them. And they're fabulous. Uh, so, things like... Uh, there are seven dwarfs. Six of them are not happy. Uh, uh, make America great again. Ban pre-shredded cheese. Uh, I mean, they're so clever. So anyway, I just thought, oh, gosh, I'd love to do something like that. So I just approached the town, and like the rest is history because I never could have imagined all the great things that have come from doing that sign. I've made so many new friends. That, that's the biggest thing. It's amazing. See, so if you were to bring it back to Scottsville again, maybe some of these new great friends of yours would help. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at well, me. <laughs> well, moving, moving the sign was the challenge, and I certainly appreciate and respect the town ordinance it's no problem but it it just got to be a little little hard a little hard <laughs> well I, I remember seeing you moving it from um structural steel to across it, to um Danzy's Danzy. yeah field. They, they were so gracious because at least then because I used to have to put it on the truck because Hollis let me host the sign at Lumpkins that was terrific but uh, I'd have to put it on the truck, drive the truck, and at least uh, between Danzy, I could just walk it over there. You know, didn't even have to put it on the truck. So the main reason you moved it to Buckingham was you just didn't want to move it anymore. Right. Okay. Right. So, well, well I'm glad that there was no controversy there. No. <laughs> no. But you also do put, like, um, if somebody has a birthday and they let you know, you'll put that on. It is a community sign. I've From the very beginning, I wanted it to be a community sign. And I'll put up birthdays, anniversaries, community events, the bateau, here information for the health initiative, and also 
when when we lose a well-loved person in the community, I love putting a tribute on the sign to the people. Um, what's your husband doing in retirement? Oh, he stays busy too. Of course, he's got the farm. Uh, although he, <clears throat> my my two boys are kind of taking over the farm at this point and doing most of the stuff. But you know, uh, once a farmer, always a farmer. You know, he he goes out and checks on those cows all the time. I have a brother like that. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of work on our house too, so he's been busy with that, putting up new siding, painting. Well, I know he came over for dinner one evening, and he had to leave because I think your daughter-in-law smelled smoke in their house. Oh, that's right. Or the smoke alarm was going off or something. Right. That's right. So once a fireman, always a fireman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in your family, if somebody smells smoke, you're getting a phone call. Yeah, yeah. And my son followed in his dad's footstep. He's a firefighter in Charlottesville as well. Really? Yep. Well, that's pretty exciting. So anything else you want to talk about, Maggie? No, I just want to thank you so much for letting me do this. I love this. Uh, anybody know, that knows me knows I love to talk. <laughs> so, this has been great. Well, I like to talk to people. So, you know, to me... This podcast is a very natural thing for me to do. So, well, you do it so well. <laughs> well, I'm just—I'm still an amateur at it, but we're getting there. Well, I'm going to be tuning in every week to listen. Okay. I for actually, sure, I do too. Well, I do Monday Matters, which okay. I, I like to do around um, government meetings, like what's going on in Scottsville. Okay. And I don't know. Does Buckingham have a paper? Is the Buckingham Beacon still going? Uh, the Buckingham Beacon, uh, with COVID, everything just kind of, you know, as with everything, so many things went by the wayside. And I, I was hoping that the Buckingham Beacon, now that we seem to be coming out of COVID, would could get back uh, uh, publishing. But uh, I, I really don't know what the status of that is. So how do you get your news? Oh, I... <laughs> Do we have time? <laughs> oh my gosh, I listen to the TV, I read papers, I read books, I listen to NPR. I I have earphones in all day long. Okay. I, I put them in around nine, I take them out around six. So. Oh my goodness, um, I don't know how I, you could do that. I am a news junkie. Well, how do you get news about Buckingham? Well, see, that that's where you're missing it with... Uh, no longer having the beacon and everything, uh, I I try and uh, stay plugged into you know the board of supervisors meetings and what's going on and friends, but there's a gap there. Yep. So, what is Sue Miles doing now? Well, Sue is my BFF, and bless her heart, she is in Jamaica right now. She's retired. Uh, she was a counselor at the high school for for years. And now that she's retired, um, well, she was in the Peace Corps, like in the late 70s. For four years, she was in the Peace Corps. I'm not sure the exact year, but uh, now she goes back a couple times a year. She's got friends down there from 40 years ago when she was in the Peace Corps. So she's down there. She'll be back at the end of September. So, But she used to write for the Beacon. Yes, she did. She did. So... 
she's no longer writing because the paper isn't is kind of defunct right now. You know what I'm getting at? No. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie, you have to find out what's going on in Buckingham and report to me like every other week. Uh, Okay. All right. I'm on it. I can do that. I'm on the case. (laughs) Is there anything else? No, thank you so much. This has been so great. Well, thanks for coming by. Thank you for having and me. And you, you, you took good care of my dog. Oh, he's a sweetheart. So, yeah, he's at my feet now, but I saw him over there, yeah. like, um, making nice with you. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, and I can hardly wait to hear your report on the happenings of Buckingham. Okay. I'm working on that. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for joining in on this podcast. Don't forget the farmer's market and the entertainment that will be there tomorrow. Have a great weekend.